Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. My beautiful sisterhood women. Oh my God. Welcome. I'm so freaking happy to see your beautiful faces. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my God. So Thanks, excited. Erica. Okay, it's gonna get we're gonna get chatty because we got how many how many women do we have here? We've got six total of us. Oh my gosh, y'all get ready for this because these are some of my favorite, (laughs) incredible, incredibly favorite women in the world that have been in my world for quite some time. I think many of you have been in my world for quite some time. And I just, I freaking love the shit out of you. I I asked you to come here on this panel and talk about your experience and talk about the incredible work that you've done, because as we know, it's 2021. It might as well be 2020 because it feels kind of like last year. Um, And you've been working on yourself. You've been in our sisterhood coaching program. You've been in our tribe. uh, And I love you to death. And I just want to just go around. Maybe uh, we'll start with Nikki. Nikki, hi. Hi. You're on the oh podcast. God, the podcast. I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm excited. Tell us your life story. No, just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> so tell us. So where are you from? Where are you at? Like which sisterhood are you in? And what made you want to do this crazy thing with me? <laughs> okay. So I am in the Australian sisterhood. I joined, I'm the original OG. So I started this journey back in 2019 and I started, well, you must've put the offer out in late 2018. And I've been going through a long period of just unhappy, disconnected, not myself, um, lost, really lost. I'd had four kids at that time and my youngest was only two, two and a half, three. So yeah, just, and then I saw you pop up out of nowhere um, onto my Instagram. And I remember sitting there looking at my husband going, should I do this? He's like, yeah. And I jumped, like fully jumped. And I think I'm still jumping. <laughs> I've been free falling since. And it's been the most amazing journey. Like honestly, the most amazing journey. Oh, yeah. I remember you at the master class. And what was like the thing that you were like, I need, I need to work on myself. Like, what was that thing for you? I started because I was lost. I felt empty. There was no joy. And then in my life, and I didn't feel I could, um, I wasn't showing up for my kids in the way that I wanted to, for my husband in the way that I wanted to. And at the time, I didn't know why. Obviously, when we took work further, I I uncovered so much. But at the time, I was unaware. I was just lost. And yeah, seeing that masterclass, the way you spoke and the things you said, just something inside of me just lit up. It was listening. And yeah, I jumped. It's history of us. History. That's it. Oh, I love you, Nikki. All right, Miss Lily, Miss Liliana. Hello. Good morning. Oh my gosh, I love you. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And in my life, we are dear friends as well as counterparts in the sisterhood and doing all the work. Um, Basically, Hamish like just told me about you, and I fell in love. So that's part one. But then. What made you be like, I'm going to do this work. And I think you've been working on yourself a while. Tell us your story about this. 
Yeah, well, it was interesting because I was fortunate enough to meet your beautiful husband. And as he was training me, as you do, we were chatting along and he kept on saying, oh, my wife would love you because of just the work that I do. I not only organise events, but I'm very much about supporting women, mentoring and helping people advance in their career and life. So when Hamish mentioned about what you were doing, and I was like, yeah, I can support Erica. And at that time, I had a couple of other business coaches. I'm always one to surround myself by beautiful people to learn. I've, yeah. I was fortunate enough to meet someone when I started my career who's still my friend and my um, mentor. And I thought, you, you never know enough. So I met you. Obviously, we just fell in love immediately. It was um, then you were talking about doing the retreat. So I feel like I'm your OG from the retreat. So anyone out there, you've got a lot to beat. I'm number one. (laughs) We went, um, I remember it was the March of 2019 and you had talked about going to Bali on the retreat. And I remember standing here in my study, my office, and it was the first time ever I looked at my husband. I said, I think I'm going to book this. And he looked at me, I said, I think I'm going to do it for me because I've always done things for the family. I've always done things for work. I've always done things for everything else. But this was for me. And he looked at me and he said, well, if you really want to. But something inside of me, I was going through a really bad stage with work. I was Mm. like this empty vessel. I was dead inside. I couldn't do it anymore. But you put the mask on, as we know. That's (laughs) the thing with me. We all do it, actually, especially in business. And it couldn't have come at a most at a better time. When I went to that retreat in July, I was going through so much personal stuff. I was literally dead inside. And you and Hamish and all the beautiful women I met there and Nikki was one of them. And yeah. now we're like besties and we live around the corner from each other. But we went <laughs> to Bali to it's meet each other. That's another story. And then from that retreat, Erica, I've just not only fangirled you, but you've you know, I'm probably in the middle of the age groups of the sisterhood. I learned so much from you there and I continue to learn. And for me, I say it to you and you laugh, I feel like it's an iPhone. You know, an iPhone, you get upgraded. Your phone's going to get upgraded at night. Make sure it's on full power. That's what Erica does to me. Every time I go to a retreat, I get uploaded. I get upgraded. Um, I don't know shit. Then she gives me another fucking upgrade. And then I'm like, all right, we're all in. Anyway, that's enough about me. I love you. Incredible and I love them. And, yeah, she's stuck with me, I think, for a while. Oh, Lily, I love you so damn much. And what a champion for women you are and your beautiful daughters and your husband. And uh, we're going to get into everybody's amazing family because if you're listening to this podcast, I don't, I don't have clients, right? I have like sisters. I'm already fucking crying. Thanks, Lily. Thinking about Bali. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. You guys helped us birth in Bali. So that was incredible. Um, oh, Bali feels like 10,000 years ago. Uh, all right. Laws. Welcome. Laws. Lozzy. Hey, cousin. <laughs> Lozzie is a Kramer, okay? And if you don't know, my yeah. last name is Kramer, and I think you and Hamish are cousins, just saying. Somehow, somehow we are, yes. <laughs> all the Sri Lankans, we cousins, yep. all the Puerto Ricans, all the Greeks, oh, no. all the Italians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so welcome. You're in Melbourne as well. I am. Yes. I am. Oh, I just, I love this hood so much. There's, oh, I get, I get actually quite emotional talking about yeah. it because when I joined, I was, I was so lost. 
Um, I didn't mean I wasn't enjoying my job. I put a lot of emphasis on I, I identified myself in my career, mm. and it and I wasn't stepping into who I really was or what I thought I really was. I was probably starting to come out of postnatal depression. Um, I had two young babies. I had them super close to each other. And I had some really toxic relationships with people mm. um, and in particular family. Yeah. And I, I heard, came across your podcast and because I was travelling into the city every day, I was binging your podcast every single day and I went, I, I want to be like Erica. Mm. I want this life where I wake up every day and I want to open my eyes and I feel the energy, the the connection, real love, power. And you talk all the time about stepping into my power and I was so powerless. Mm. So for me, I I wanted so badly to to join and I got came into a masterclass as well. I think it was around this time two years ago. And and then I joined. And I remember you in that master class. God, and I just I cried and I cried. And then I had my relationships. Yeah. My first day was relationships in the sisterhood. And Hamish had pick, had to pick me off off the floor. I was <laughs> I just cried the whole time. But yeah. I think what is amazing is because I did some reflections before I got on today because I wanted to see how far I've come. And Lily, you are spot on when you say it is like a level up because I've walked mm-hmm. into sisterhood days and gone, "Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm not." I walk in there and I cry every single time because it just takes off. It's that that onion. Every layer mm. comes off. And um, I, that's what is so amazing about this hood. I continue to learn more and more about myself, um, realise my worthiness, yeah. create the boundaries of the people, the toxic people in my life and go, nope, that's not okay anymore. The fuck what? The... Fuck what others think. Get out of my get out of my head. Mm. And I think managing my mind, Byron Katie, especially in twenty twenty one, is is the energy the and really getting me out of my head and yeah. going no, it's going to be okay. So yeah, I do. I I'm so grateful for this. I group. love you, honestly. I'm so happy I got to see you, ladies. Uh- our last event that we had. All right, Miss Tanya. Oh, Tanya, we're so old school. Tanya, we've known each other for years. Long time, long time, many years. Yes, oh. I was always drawn to your energy. I was oh. always fine by you. And then you showed up on my Instagram <laughs> with a new career. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. So I was just, yeah, really drawn to your podcast, listening to you and I had to really, um, I was, like Nikki mentioned, I was so confused, lost, my life consumed about pleasing everybody else Mm. so much that I had lost any self-love. I do operate from love, but I had lost what love was for me and I was always giving to others. And I never, I thought that was a place that I thought that's who I was. I was just a person that, you know, I had to say, yes, please, everybody. I was living in fear of disappointing anybody of what could happen. You know, what would they think of me? So it was thinking, oh, gosh, 
it's been a journey and thinking back now to the person that I was it's mm. so exhausting to feel like that <laughs> and yeah <laughs> exhausting so yes I was lost I was confused and I could never hear my intuition people would say if you really tune in you'll you'll hear your intuition and I was like that's impossible I hear nothing like I remember nice. joining to the sisterhood and it was like I think it was the last day of you were able to join and I was like just kept looking at it for about a week yes no yes no and obviously I was attracted I remember to- that yeah we were texting on Instagram. <laughs> and um, and I did it last minute. I was like, no, I need this because this is not who I am. There's more to me and I need mm. to that. But reflecting back, I remember there was a question. There was a questionnaire to say about me form. And if I'm honest, I had nothing to answer because I didn't know the answers of any of those questions. Mm. And it just, I just feel so honoured to be in this space and to work here on myself and the fact that I have discovered so much about me and who I am and where I've come from. I've had, I've been living my life with a major, major block. My throat chakra was completely blocked to the point where I had no form of expression. Mm. I had no voice and I didn't know why. I thought that's just who I was born to be. And then I realised, no, that's not who I'm born to be. I'm so much more than that. So um, diving into this work, I've had to heal a lot of trauma, trauma that was completely blocked out to a point where it was almost non-existent. And doing this work and showing up to the sisterhood um, live events, I have never had the courage to stand up to do a hot seat because I always thought that my problems, are, they're nothing. I couldn't write to you. I don't like, well, they're little problems, but I didn't realise like, I had so much trauma behind me that was buried so deep down inside and until I started to uncover that and get memory of that little girl that I never was able to witness to love Mm. or to hold, she just ran my journey, she just ran my life and now I know that I was walking with that child girl all my life. Mm. So I feel so grateful that I have been able to heal so much of my childhood trauma and to recognise where I've been and where it has followed me and to have that growth in me to now feel my intuition. I'm starting to feel my purpose in life so much. It's coming alive Mm. to me even more. And to be able to have a voice to speak for myself, to say no when I need to say no because me, I am number one and, like, if it doesn't make me happy, I'm so okay with saying no because I have learned that it's what someone else is going to think has got nothing to do with me. Mm. And when you step into that, you just, your life is free. And I yeah. feel, I feel, <laughs> I'm free, like it's beautiful. And just lastly, like a major part of me, why I wanted to work on myself and to know what I really, really am about is because I have young children. Yeah. And I don't want them to be fearful of speaking up because I was always afraid to speak, like so afraid it was blocked. Like I had trauma. I had trauma so much that the person that traumatised me, which I send them so much love and I have no, like I, ha- I operate from compassion so much and um, like I never want my children to be scared to speak up or yeah. to speak about 
anything in life and it starts from me. I need to be that example. So <sighs> I'm just so like, I feel so, I don't even Who know. Who are you? Look I, at I you. <laughs> Can you guys unmute? Like, look at this woman. Like, snap, snap, snap. <gasps> Oh my God, Amazing. clapping for Amazing. you. Right? Yes. Love you. Like a Tanya, beam. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you guys have seen her. You know Tanya. Tanya's been in, she's an OG as well. She's been in for three years in the sisterhood. Yeah. Like Nikki, uh, Lily, all everybody here mostly have seen Tanya. And right. you're just the, this beautiful, you remind me of like the power of Ariana Grande's voice. Okay. I, I don't know if that's weird, but like she's so little, but her voice, when she speaks, yeah. it's like, I fucking have chills thinking about her voice and you remind me of that power. You're little and lovely and quiet. And then when you speak and you have the power to like change the world, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and it's me and me and um, to anybody listening, me and gorgeous Tanya, I used to work for a hair company and I was repping, I was a rep and I would go to her store and I would see her and we would get on and I would sell you products and we would just chat and, I was always like life coaching in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It will bring you far. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I just feel like it's, yeah, my life, it's, I have no regrets. Like, cause I always was very regretful about like, you know, not moving faster, not doing this earlier, but now I'm just like, no, it's exactly where it's meant to be. And I'm so, mm-hmm. okay with that. and I'm just so grateful for this space that you have created and to be able to for us to heal and to grow and to share it's just it's incredible i love you ladies it it honestly wouldn't exist without all of you and that's that's the whole thing tosh i can't wait to talk to you this is the whole thing right it's like if 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 you're out there and you're a coach or you want to help people or you're wanting to work on yourself it's like you can't do anything by yourself and this is the big problem i think that we're facing right now with what's going on in the world is that we are isolated we feel alone and if you're listening to this and you're resonating with any of these women and you're like oh my god i feel like that like just know you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with how you feel there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken or damaged or messed up or fucked up or any of that you're going through some shit like humans do and how powerful that we as women can come together and you all create that because i have the vision in my head but i can't do it by myself you know what i mean so that's why the sisterhood is not erica kramer hood it's fucking sisterhood you know it's us together so here's my sister miss tarsh bamblet in the house welcome hey hey i'm just oh every like sister speaking has upgraded my yeah. voice right now. Like, and I'm a face hurt. And I'm like shaking and I'm like slapping myself just to, yeah, just, just the energy and the power that it's a testimony, you know, to mm. your, what you've created, um, allowing this safe space for us women to just fully be exactly who we are in the very moment of like where we are in life and that's totally okay and we get to be seen and heard without judgment and yeah i love it yeah i love you okay so what 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 made you be like i need this tribe i need to join this group of a bunch of crazy women who cry and (laughs) who take responsibility and change their lives what for you made you be like yep i want to do this so I seen you on Instagram. I was one of those Instagram. <laughs> Bloody Instagram. <laughs> and I remember one of my cousins like actually saying, hey, like check out this chick. And you, it was right before your book launch. Yes. And I, I know that the we book had launch. A, yeah. We had a bit of like an interaction over Instagram and I was like, oh shit. Like 
you, for me, it was like, this woman has created this platform and this image of this woman, you know, and the amount of followers and, and the content that you're creating, which I was really stepping into that space myself. And I was like, I was having just a DM conversation with you, like the just real straight up talk. And I was just like, yeah, these are the, these are the people that I, I want to be around, like no matter where it takes me in my life and what the perception is within society that you can still have real conversations with people and women just like you. Yeah. And I remember buying the ticket and I was like, come on to my cousin. And she didn't end up showing. So I bring my beautiful fiance. Yes. We love him. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah. I dragged him along with me. And I think it was like one of three other men there. <laughs> and it was just a space where, you know, listening to you and your story, because I didn't really know much about you other than what I'd seen and you know you were doing yeah sharing yourself and your story and I was just sitting there like wow wow and I knew a few people in in the crowd and I know I had an actual conversation with you at the book launch and we had a really good laugh and I even had some time with Hamish where we had this amazing conversation one that I will never forget because it really ignited something in me that I was like this is something that I want to do I've Mm. um ever since I was a kid in primary school I just had this like I wasn't scared of speaking I wanted to be in front of you know the whole school sharing like in whatever it was or performing and um, for me, it was about making other people feel good. Yeah. That's what it was for me. And, and it was about, wasn't about the recognition. It was about how can I just make other people feel good about themselves and, you know, inspire others to, to get up and do this just like me. You know, I wanted people to stand with me. I didn't want to keep speaking to people. I wanted people to stand up and use their voice. And for me, I've only known you like, I think about a year, like the shortest amount of time, but it literally changed my life. Like, and I say that so genuinely, like Mm -hmm. ever since coming into your space and having you in my life, it has changed my life Mm -hmm. as the woman I am, as the the partner, um, as the businesswoman, just even a woman to identify, you know, as an Indigenous woman, First Nations woman, and and navigating through those roles and responsibilities of my culture and how to fully express and share my purpose with the world, Um, like, that just done it for me. And you were giving me bitch slaps left, right and (laughs) centre, which I thank and love. Loving, loving bitch slaps, everybody. Yeah, loving bitch slaps. (laughs) Um, That just like had imprinted on me on the woman that like I get to be and, Mm. you know, understanding um, the challenges that I was facing at the time um, and not really understanding, oh, yeah, um, it's not a big deal. Well, really it it was things that were holding me back from being my true self, like my fully expressed self um, and understanding what confidence really meant and that it's the daily practice and when I'm in my essence and lane and when I showed up to sisterhood days 
that it was like, oh, you know, just shedding the layers again. Um, but I remember, I, I shared this with you, Erica, I remember showing up um, at the start of the year with absolutely no money, mm. like absolutely like no clarity, no direction, no sense of self of who I was and what I was here to do. And then I remember you just kept saying, like, you are so powerful. Like, you have this thing that that nobody has and you are so unique. And it sometimes was, it's, it's really hard to hear that yeah. when you're like, you don't even see or feel that yourself. And I was just like, I don't get it. And then it wasn't until I really stepped into my power that I was like, whoa, you know, in the first event that I ran, you know, with guidance of you from just allowing me to really understand who I was, I could drop in and and I, w- I remember crying for the whole night after my first event that I ran. And then I ran the second one and I was like, I don't like this feeling, like I'm I'm not overwhelmed like I was before. And I'm like, did I do a good job? Like, and then I was like, I think this is what leveling up feels like. I was like, I think this what it is. Yes. Like I, this feeling of like, I remember sitting in the plane, like, did I just do that? Yeah, I did. But it doesn't like it, and it felt different. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think this is what evolving as a human being feels like. And I remember coming back to like, it was maybe the third sisterhood day from the first time that I met you, like. I felt broke, yeah? Mm. So, like, my physical bank was was broke, but I felt broke inside. Like, I felt broke as a being, like, broke as I had nothing to give anybody. I had nothing for myself. Like, there was no sense of value or worth for who I was or how I was living my life, and I was just living in other as others' expectations. And it wasn't until I came back and <laughs> I remember coming over to you, and the big thing for me was um, I had a $10 note. I had a fucking $10 note mm-hmm. in my pocket that I remember the first time I was like, I actually have no money. Like I have no money to be here and um, I don't feel like I should be here and that I deserve this. And I remember you were like, it's okay, we can cover your parking. And I remember I had $10 in my pocket and so much more in my bank and in my life and in my heart and my soul. And I just felt so abundant. And I said, here, Erica, $10 that I couldn't give you like three, four months ago. (laughs) And it was like I declared that I will never, ever be broke again, Mm. like ever. (laughs) And from then, like, I never look back but I'm always continually like working on myself and giving myself as much as I can, you know, and I've got a little son that I'm raising and his life is going to be abundant. Like he's mm. going to know that he can access anything and everything that he wants, you mm. know, but knowing that it does take some hard work to get it as well. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. I love you. That $10 note that you gave me, I was, I wish, I think I said this to Nikki or Hamish. I was like, I wish I had a GoPro on my fucking head to see your face 
that could see my face. Like I'm such a director and a filmmaker. I was like, we need a sisterhood documentary. Where was my camera? Obviously it was an intimate moment. I wasn't going to film it without your permission, but I was like, I wish someone could see. And this is why I wanted you all here. Like, you know, if you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're like, oh, I want to work on myself. We're like, oh yeah, that's not too hard. It's so hard. You know, you're all, you, all of your mothers actually, which is crazy as well. Um, you know, be doing this work, facing your demons, doing crying. Like we, all we do in the sister, what do you guys do? We just cry <laughs> like all damn day. And it's accepted. And it's not only accepted, it's, it's excited. It's highlighted. It's, it's desired. Like we should cry and get out how we feel. And when I heard you say that, and you gave me that $10, I was just like, I had like, you had tears on your chin and I had tears on my chin. And I'm like, where's Neil? Where's the camera? Like, I want people to see this because this is what it is. It's not about Erica. So awesome. And pink wall and Instagram and my bamboo hoops. Cause that's cute. But the reality is it's what, you, what happens to you when you're at home and you don't have any money or you're with your team, Lily, and you're like trying to pump them up in the middle of lockdown again. And you're like, fuck, you gotta go home. And then you got shit going on in your family and the laws you're dealing with family issues and Nikki, you're her family and you're homeschooling four kids. That's, the shit that nobody sees and that's why i i'm so in love with you all like i'm i i rate you i take my crown off to you i go fuck because i know how hard it was for me to do the work by myself but i watch you and i get to i don't know how to explain i get to live through you watching you and and celebrate you and and struggle with you like i'm in your world and it, and it makes me feel like seen and validated and heard and understood and connected. You make me feel connected because I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is fucking hard. Oh, I'm not crazy. My, my mom can be a pain in the ass. Okay, cool. Thanks. High five loss. You know, okay. I'm not crazy. Like my kids are driving me mad, like whatever. And being able to see you guys do this. And I want the world to understand what it means to work on yourself. It's not all hot, fucking pretty and rainbows and shit. You know, <laughs> everybody's rolling their eyes. Hell no. No rainbows over here. <laughs> Hey, 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 this is a little intermission from me to you. I just really quickly wanted to invite you to pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to review it. Let me know what you think. I love honest opinions. It helps more women reach this podcast. So pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast or go to Apple iTunes and leave me a beautiful little review. I would love and appreciate it. All right, sister, let's get back to the episode. Anyone can answer this. What do you feel like has been maybe one of the, the biggest tools or the biggest things that has helped you in this journey within, within sisterhood? What has been one of the biggest things that's helped you? That's been like, that's been my thing that's really pushed me um, within. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, Lil. Um, firstly, just what Tash said, you're incredible, Tash, and we would never, ever even know that's what you thought of yourself. So give yourself a high five because we just love you and you know I'm one of your big fangirls and we all love you. I love everyone on this screen, even though you can't see that. But <laughs> I think, Erica, what you're being able to do here is not only connect amazing human beings, but you've been able to connect us in a way that we learn from each other. And I might not be who you are and you might not be who I am, and that's impossible, right? But I can see through your eyes exactly what you said and it gives me another perspective. And to have that perspective and in your last podcast have the, you know, knowledge to understand 
all of them. I don't have the ability, and I say this to my staff literally yesterday afternoon, you can see it's all getting quite hard for lockdown. Yeah. I've got nine staff. They were three of them were on tears on my screen. And I could see, and I'm talking to them, and I turned around as I am now. I'm holding the crystal you gave me in Bali. Mm. And I said, You all need to just release salty liquid. I cry all the time. <laughs> you need to cry. Let's all cry together. So we're all crying on the screen. And I said, yep, it's a lot. We're doing a lot. We're trying to birth a new project. But I have the courage to say that now because you're giving me that ability to use a language that resonates. Mm. So these young girls, they don't know that it's okay to be vulnerable and then let their boss see that they can't do it all. And I'm like, no, we can't. Totally get it. We're not able to do it. So let's change a few things. And I'm giving you that permission to do it. One of them, I just said, you're off the computer tonight. Even if I have to tell my IT guy to lock you off your computer, <laughs> you cannot go and do any work. But I wouldn't do that maybe three years ago because my mindset is I've got to do that. I've got to do this. We need to get that. But really be in the moment. And that's freaking hard to mm. be in the moment. Just even now, being in the moment is something you talk about. And I honestly say to you, thank you, because I can't, I always say this to you and I laugh and I say it to my kids all the time. I don't have the ability to learn what Tash knows, what Tanya knows, what Loz knows, what Nikki knows, what you know. I don't have that. But you are my encyclopedia. You're my doctor of the Google. You tell me everything because when you teach me, I go, yeah, that's a lesson for me. I pass it on to my girls. I pass it on to my team and that's all I can do, right? We're a vessel from you. So my biggest lesson is if I'm half of what you are, not even half, an inch, a quarter, then I can share that knowledge. Man, that's the power in the sisterhood. That's the power in all of us. We don't have to be everyone. Mm. And I honestly say that because sometimes feel. And we all do it, ladies. We all do it. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, look how gorgeous Tashi. She's out there doing her stuff, the acknowledgement. Nikki's a fucking gun. I want to be like Nikki. Nikki, can you just be my friend just for today, just one day, you know? <laughs> Lars, you got two kids, man. I didn't even know. But I can't even be half of that. But if we can share and support each other, that's all I want. That that mm. that space that my kids one day might be the mini, the mini oh, sisterhood. Yeah, that's all I can do. So honestly, I think if we can just say thank you to you, but teach us as well what what we want the world to be and how Mm. we can help you. That's all I can say because that's all I can do in my little community. Um, You are the most incredible leader because honestly, leadership is not getting the job done, making money. It's really leading people. Like what a time right now for you and your company um, to be leading a team, the events industry, you know, and saying on a Zoom call, hey, I, I see you. I know how you feel. I feel the same. You're safe to express that here. Your feelings are valid here. You know, your feelings are accepted here. And we encourage you to feel that and, and we'll hold space for that. Like, that is the the new leadership. That is the 
incredible leadership that someone like you can hold space for because you do it, you work on yourself, you're constantly challenging your own status quo you, in your family, in your relationships, in your marriage, your beautiful husband works on himself. You're both such um, trailblazers when it comes to the work of self that, of course, you hand that down to your team and you have teams crying on Zoom, like fucking high five to you, Lily. Like we need that's leadership. So take my crown off to you, woman. And if Lily's your boss, you're lucky. Tell us so people know where you work and what your business is about. Just so real quick, so people can stalk you. Yeah, sure. I run a company called Perfect Events. I've had it for 14 years. Yeah, Um, yeah, very exciting. Started on the kitchen table, like most of us on this Zoom probably have started their business on a kitchen table. And we produce events. Well, at the moment, it's a bit difficult with live events, but we produce events, virtual events, campaigns, but I'm very excited. We're launching our new um, Halloween campaign next week called Spectacular. So by the time this podcast should be live, it's called the Kindness Challenge. So we're encouraging people to be kind in the month of October and to trick or treat for a cause and make a difference. So we're working with two beautiful charities you register, you get your kindness kit sent to you. It's only $13. And um, in the month of October, you do five acts of kindness. And then on Halloween day, trick or treat for a difference and make Halloween count. So that's my little plug. I love it. That's so good. I'm going to put it in the show notes so people can check it because that is damn good. See, like, that's what I mean. When you do this, you think about solutions. Okay, this sucks. We can't have live events, but we can do some virtual trick-or-treating. We can do some kindness acts. Um, okay, Miss Nicolina, because you... So Nikki works in our company, in case no one knows this. Like, she is the woman. She was the support forever. She was the one-woman band doing everything. And now we're a little bit more strategic. But Nikki, you've been home with four kids, homeschooling, uh, for 200 and who knows how many days. Um, since the pandemic kind of hit. So for you, uh, you've got a great story in the sense that you actually do the work in the sisterhood. So if you ever get a chance, if you're watching this or listening, you ever get a chance to speak to Nikki about the sisterhood on email, it will never be a sales call. No one will try to make you join this shit because it's never like that. Uh, Nikki is really unique in the sense that she's actually went through the gutter. I think the last retreat we had, you know, we're like, come and help us. And then we're like, no, maybe you should be in the retreat. And Nikki actually was a retreat attendee and you got it. You got it big time. I think everybody at that retreat got it. So why am I saying this? Because you've done some incredible work as a woman in the sisterhood, as a mother, as a community member. And then you also work at the company for you. What's been your biggest kind of takeaway as a sisterhood member? Wow. So many things, so many things, but what stands out most for me is the power in our sharing in our community. And I come from a very big Greek family culturally that we're very connected and it wasn't my intention going into this, but you created a space where I understood I could recreate or reframe what family meant. Um, And that I didn't have to take on the generational baggage that was being passed on to me and then passing that on to my children. And that was huge for me coming in because it was a block. I didn't want to bring down all that negative stuff and, and just hand it over to my kids mindlessly because I knew it didn't feel right, but I didn't have the tools or the ability or the understanding or awareness to catch myself and go, no, that's not okay. I don't need to do that for my kids. Um, and 
throughout this journey. That's what I've uncovered. And since the past three years, particularly the last year, my sister's joined the sisterhood. My sister-in-law's joined the sisterhood. My husband's working on my, himself. Um, Your mom is in the my sisterhood. My mom's in the sisterhood. Like, And this healing's happening on a bigger level and bigger than I I, I could never imagine. This is best friends be. in the sisterhood. Nikki friend. has like 17 family members <laughs> in the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're right. It didn't come from me selling anything. It was from yeah. men watching me. And it took me a year to see it, but it was my husband that pointed it out. And it was just before we were leaving for Bali because, again, I was just a scared lily. Like I'd never left my kids and I'd never done anything yeah. for myself. It's your 40th, and right? My 40th birthday. And he pushed me to go, Chris, like, I want you to do this for you. And I'm like, are you sure this is insane? Um, but at that moment he goes, I see you now. You're back. You're glowing. You're different. You're alive again. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And that that moment I'll never forget because I was in this room, like literally talking to him about that. And he's like, I see you again. I, I know who you are. And I'm like, and I realized that it, it took me 12 months, but I found myself again and, and grew beyond my wildest dreams. Like, and, and to the point where I, I've got a 13 year old and at the time she was nine when I joined the sisterhood. Oh my God, Ella. And I remember one time we were at my old work and she, and I'd been there my whole entire life. And um, she said to me, we were cleaning out storerooms on a Sunday and she's like, why do you do this job? You could do so much more. Wow. Yeah, and that was a real kick in the guts. Like I was gutted with that comment, and I was like, "What? Like you see me? Like you're watching me? You know what? You know what I'm what I'm doing right now? I, you know, you just think the kids aren't picking stuff up; they're wow. just being kids in their own world." But she was like, "You could do so much more," for, and that was the changing point. And she's now 13 and the, I've even taught her tools that you teach me. She, Byron Katie, she knows how to work through her stuff. She's a teenager that can manage her own mind. Are you what? kidding me? Yes. I know. I know. It drives, we have the best conversation. Sometimes I forget I'm talking to a 13, 13 year old. Like she is beyond my wildest dreams, her awareness and her ability to catch herself and understanding limiting beliefs. And just the fact that she has a framework and a language and my boys now too around their, their challenges, their trauma, this is all my learnings in the last three years. This is everything that you've taught me, that the other women have taught me from their stories. Like yeah. it's it's just community and family in a way that I always believed it should look like. And yeah. that's what we have. We have a family, you know, that's just, yeah, I'm, I'm forever grateful. And and doing the work, like I work with you, like I pinch myself that you're oh, my we have the best job. Like we just be like, so did you just send that email? I'm just going through some child, my childhood trigger right now. And I'm like, okay, Nikki. So, and then Nikki will coach me and I'll be coaching her. And I'm like, good meeting guys. <laughs> And then I'm like, are we meant to do that? That's not really professional, but it's different. It's amazing. Like, this is like, you know what I mean? Like no one ever in my past experiences have ever asked me that. So it's like, we work on a different plane. Like, I just think we're, yeah. Yeah, I'm blessed and grateful. That's why I love Lily's vibe. Cause it's like, you know, we get to create, this is the beauty. If you do want to build a business or if you, if you have a, a place where you work, if you have a place of work, you know, I know Tanya, you know, you've been a leader in where you work. You've been there for so long. Like when you work on yourself, the things around you start shifting and changing. And we talk about it a lot on the podcast and we talk about it on Instagram and all of us talk about it in the sisterhood that if you want to be, if you want to see change out there, you got to be the change. And as you start changing, you do make a difference. Like you will change the world when you change yourself a like hundred million percent because things start shifting. So you've really seen that. And now obviously working inside of the queen of confidence company, and you speak to so many women who are interested. Why do you feel, why do you feel like women don't push the button and say, yes, I want to work on myself. Why do you feel that doesn't happen just in your own thought process? They're afraid of themselves. 
I think, first and foremost, they're just scared of who they what they're going to uncover and what they're going to find on this journey. And that's the edge. I think they sit on that edge and go, yes, I want to do it. I want to be the better version. I want to be who I know I can be, but it's that fear of what will I uncover along the way? And that's what I feel holds them back. And I mean, if I could share some advice, I'm like, just jump. Don't think, just jump because it's, it's the, the only way you're going to get to that point. So don't let that fear stop you. And that's why I said in the other end, like, oh, please do this. because I <laughs> Please jump. Possible. I will catch you. We I got a lot of hands. You. That's right. I <laughs> we got a t-shirt that will that's... catch you. No, <laughs> you just fall into the t-shirt. No, <laughs> a thousand percent. That's what I want for them because I know um, what can happen on the other end. I've been where they are. I've sat on that edge, been so afraid to jump, like literally going, I don't know what's going to come out of this. Um, but I can tell you that when you jump, you, the it's limitless. The sky's the limit of what you uncover and it's worth every second, even the hard parts. Yeah. I think it, um, I think Nikki, you're right, but people, not only are they scared of themselves, but they're scared because they don't know. And when you don't know what you're walking into, yeah, we all did it, you know, um, even one of my cousins joined and a friend, they're so petrified of somehow what Eric is going to do to them that they're like, what am I signing up for? Nine perfect strangers. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're all laughing about <laughs> Welcome to the No, really, but they need to meet us and see us and we're all incredible humans yeah. going on our journey. So, Erica, us sharing your stories and Nikki being your number one girl, like you could not ask or anything better and so sometimes I even find when I'm talking to my staff like you said with Nikki there's a fine line of coaching but letting them see how they need to learn so if something happens and for example it might not have gone the way it needed to I'm like I need to take responsibility because that didn't go the way we needed it to go and they'll look at me and they're like but you didn't do it and I said no I did because that means I did not peanut butter jelly, that communication. And now I look at the man and go, what does peanut butter jelly communication mean? <laughs> I'm like, let me send you that YouTube and let me show you. I did not clearly communicate with you that you need to get two pieces of bread out of the pack of the bread basket and literally explain minute by minute what needs to be done. I'm responsible. And then they look at that and like, no, but I didn't do it. But it's teaching people what you yeah. teach us. And until they see those little things and see it's not scary, it's just lessons, Mm. and those lessons then upgrade you, again, upgrade you, Um, we're on a path to something better. And, yeah, you've got the perfect person in Nikki being part of this journey. She's gorgeous. She's scary to everyone. Don't worry. She (laughs) She comes across like a caring mother, but she comes after you. (laughs) it's so funny too because we've got like so many ladies that i'm like we could talk to this person we've got our ladies in the uk and and janie and all these amazing women so we're going to keep doing these but um okay something that i get asked a lot or that women in my dms uh, because i do reply to my dms it might take some time these days but i'd be all of us have chatted in instagram many times um so the fear of women getting together and being around a group of other women because women are air quotes catty and women are scary and I can't expose myself to all these women and I'm scared laws. Did you ever feel that? And if you did, um, how do you feel now? And if you didn't, what can you speak to on that, on that topic of like, I don't want to get with a bunch of women I don't know and share my stuff. Yeah, I think that was the most daunting thing to me <laughs> about being in the Melbourne hood and 
and having to really share that really deep layer of the onion with complete strangers. But when you walk into the door, it doesn't, it, do, it actually goes out all out the window. It actually doesn't matter because there are other incredible women that are experiencing either the same or a similar thing or as you. And so you feel held mm. is probably despite everything that you go through and you think and you feel, you feel held. And so whatever you're feeling, it, it's okay. And I think for me being what I loved about those sisterhood days is knowing that, one, I can get beautiful women to hold me in that day, but that I can hold myself, Mm. which I never uncovered for myself that I could do and that I'm worthy of that as well. Um, But full disclaimer, you didn't tell me about this childhood trauma stuff that I would be uncovering as well as part of this (laughs) damn (laughs) and I buried that shit real deep and so when it all becomes when it's no longer surface level it gets really deep and it becomes about childhood trauma as well um yeah I feel very very safe in that Mm. environment and with these beautiful women and we we hold each other and hold space. I think that's the most important thing too. You feel yeah. seen. You yeah. feel seen. And that's the thing is like we all have that. We all move through things. And I try to, um, I think what we spoke about before, as Nikki was saying, like people get scared. Like I know that one of the big things that stops women from doing this work is what if, what if I find something bad and I open up Pandora's box and then I can't handle it and I can't cope. Um, Tarsh, have you ever felt like that? And if so, what advice could you give or what could you speak to, to someone out there going, I don't want to open up my shit. I'm real messed up. I got a lot of messed up shit. I can't cope. Well, I felt like I was <laughs> me- most messed up person. Um, that how Lily said, sometimes when you see other people, you see this perception or, you know, like for, from a filter, you know, like other people and how they present themselves and as I was going to add on before, like I think the most scariest thing of what holds people back from doing the work is not just uncertainty, but what they're going to find. Like that deep, dark secrets that we hold in the closet. For me, it was my dragon. Like I I knew there was a dragon in there and I was so afraid of the beast of, of the thing that that big and powerful, but when you do it, you know, when you go in there, when you open the door, um, I've learned to befriend it. I've learned to to dance with it and to be with it and to see it and to validate it. And, you know, I just know my family and my culture, my, you know, my heritage and my ancestors and, you know, where I've come from, that there's been like a cultural baggage of trauma and then you know your own personal life of trauma and childhood trauma and then the things you experience in life and for me it was really like if I self-inquire like that was the biggest thing for me that was the biggest lesson like if I self-inquire and I question like the things that have always been like the things that we just 
create subcultures in, you know, like this is the culture of how I live my life. And if, and it wasn't until I questioned it that I realised there is more than what it is. There is more than what I see. There is more than what could be. And I think some people get so comfortable in their yeah. lives that that it's so scary to even uncover or look in or open the closet to see what they'll find because, as Ali said, we are so afraid of our power. It's It's not the light. You know, like it's it's not the darkness that scares us. It's the light in there that we find that um, when we see that, how powerful we can be with that light when we get to shine it. And some people are so afraid of shining their light. And my advice would be get yourself around people that are shining their light so bright that you have no other option to shine with them. And it's like igniting the fire. And that's what I feel like every time I go to the sisterhood or even every time that I speak to Nikki or yourself or, you know, I see Lily that it's like I feel like two torches Mm. have lit together and we're creating a huge bonfire. And I just feel so invigorated after every, you know, interaction that I have. And some people are scared of the light and the world is not, you know, you stop waiting. Like you're not serving yourself or the world if you're not going to shine your light. So um, like Nikki said, just jump, you know, and one question at a time, like one self-inquire at a time, like question the things that have been, question the things that you've just automatically done and it will lead you from there. Oh my God. That is just, I'm seeing a bonfire of all of us coming together and it's beautiful. Um, thank you, Tosh, because that's, that's the thing here is like, it isn't about one person or one thing. It's about community. And, and I wanted to ask you, Tanya, as a mama, you know, what you've seen and how you mentioned like your, your throat was blocked and you couldn't really express and share and you were people pleasing and, you know, playing small. And now, uh, what do you say to this work as a mother? Like how important is this work as a being a mom and, and showing this to your kids? It is so important and it is the greatest thing you can do for yourself because at the very beginning I thought if I work on myself, then I'm taking time away from home. I'm not home as much. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm reading too many books. I'm you know, spending more time listening to this podcast, but I've realised that, the more I work on myself and I fill my cup up and I grow and I heal, then I, my, my kids benefit, my partner benefits and everybody around me benefits because I have become a better person and I operate from a different space now. So for example, with my children, because they should be in lockdown. It's not easy. It's challenging. Of course, yeah. we're together 24-7. But I have, getting the tools that I have gained has given me the space to, see my children for who they are, what they need, and be there for them. Take a break when we need to instead of, um, you know, like always um, judging them or, you know, being frustrated. I get to see everybody for what they're feeling and I allow them to express. Where before I was like, you can't do that. Don't scream. Don't cry. Don't do that. Where now I'm just like, no, 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 you're angry. You're frustrated. It's okay to feel that. It is okay to feel that. And just to honor that space for them to express because I have honored that space for myself to express. So just by me check, working on myself and checking in on myself to ask what is it that I need right now, what is it mm-hmm. that I'm feeling right now, 
um, why do I feel frustrated? What can I do? What do I need? It gives a better space for myself and everybody else. And before I didn't have that aware that awareness. I just thought, yeah. God, I'm angry. God, I'm this. God, I'm that. You know what I mean? So, but I didn't have the awareness of what exactly was happening, where it's coming from, and do that inquiry. Absolutely, that inquiry. So, um, yeah, my whole family benefits, and everybody around me. Yeah, yeah. it's a change, and it's it's incredible. It really is incredible. You're the bomb. You're the bomb. The inquiry. Okay, so anybody feel free to unmute on this one. So we're all in lockdown and we've had a lot of crazy things go on in our world. And we always talk about like the outer world. And before COVID and all this stuff, we talked about the outer world anyway, like what people think about you, how people perceive you, um, all of their stuff and how we have to really manage our inner world. And we all have beautiful Hamish who comes in and does all his meditations and tries to, you know, you know, get us to calm down and breathe and not think so much and, and not be in our head so much. But uh, how during this time, what has been the one go to maybe sisterhood book or tool or thing that has helped you feel better during this lockdown? Anybody can go. For me, Erica, it's literally just been the podcast because that's something that um, I'm actually getting you in my real time. Like, yes, it's being recorded, but it's in my real time and, yeah. and speaking to me in my real life. And I can do that while I'm walking. So, you know, getting outside and I'm like, I'm actually just present with myself because yeah you're questioning things that's making me question and reflect on my life. So I'm not just, you know, it's taking me to how am I living and how am I feeling and what am I doing and what am I not doing and how am I showing up and what are the results that I'm getting? So it's constantly reflecting and questioning me of where I'm at right now in life. And I'm talking about, I'm listening to podcasts like two years ago, Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it speaks, it speaks to me today though, you know, and I just believe, Anything that you say and bring up connects to some part in my life wherever I'm at. And for me, I put the headphones in and I continue doing my life. And then when something really hits me, I stop and I go and write it down or I change it or, you know, I speak, you know, and when you say like, speak your truth and show up and I'm like, damn, I need to show up. And <laughs> Do it and now. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, that's been one thing and, awesome. you know, other things that I can just listen to on the podcast. Great, great. All right. Anybody else, what's been a tool for you? Um, I can I can go next. Um, for me, I had to go and take a step back because I feel like I was, uh, for the last maybe like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, I was operating from a place of fear. Yeah. So fear of, you know, uh, with what's happening in our current, you know, the world that we're living in, a fear of what we're going to be, what's going to happen, and things that were out of my control. Yeah. And I was stepping away from the present moment to what I've got today because uh, I choose to live my life in today because it's a blessing and I don't want it to rob me from being in that present moment and experiencing the gift. So I had to go back to the power of now and yeah. to, yeah, yeah, I really had to. I felt like that's where I need to be right now because what I'm thinking is not serving me and it's not doing me anything because I don't know what tomorrow will bring on two weeks or anything like that. So I put my hands out and I put, you know, my faith out there and I had to go back to the power of now and just really step back into the present moment and just accept what is today. So yeah. nice. Good old Eckhart Tolle. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Who else? What have you been using? For me, it's been um, the beautiful community. Like I've got sisters in my area that we've been connecting and they've been keeping me keeping on um, because I've had a few dark spots in the last couple of lockdowns that I've struggled with. I'm so blessed that I get to speak to you. Like even us having our chats and stuff has been brilliant. Mm -hmm. But then I've also got so many tools and I intuitively lean in. So it's journaling when I need it. It's borrowing Katie when the thoughts get stuck and I just can't move through. Um, It's moving my body. It's meditation. Uh, We're so, I've learned so much in the last Mm -hmm. three years that my body knows where to move to depending on what I I need. But yeah, Mm -hmm. and your book at night lately, I've picked that back up again. I read it back then. I've read it twice. Now I'm going through it a third time. Yeah. I just feel like it grounds me before sleep. So I just take a chapter and just really get out of myself and into the, the, the learnings of the, of the, in each chapter each night. And that just really helps me get out of my own head. So mm, confidence feels yeah. like shit is my thing at the moment. <laughs> yeah. She's not sick of her boss. That's so good. No, <laughs> <laughs> not the audio book. Cause I, oh, shut up, Erica. <laughs> what about, it. what about for you, Laws or Lil? What's been helping you in this time? So for me, it's definitely Eckhart Tolle. I've been listening to that podcast, the books, um, the one that he does with Oprah. I love yeah. those, that series mm. to me. It's just fantastic. And I've got this thing that as I'm walking, I randomly just choose a chapter and it's kind of mm-hmm. like whatever that message is meant to be, it, it genuinely is always what I need to hear that day. Your podcasts, I listen to them all the time and it's true, Tash. It's like my one-on-one time with Erica. No one takes that <laughs> away. She's mine. And even if my kids ring me while I'm walking, I'm like, I'm listening to Erica. Get away. And I kind of <laughs> giggle because... It's just that grounding for me that helps me and as yeah, and some journaling. But I just want to share something with you, Erica, and Tash, you said it. Well, I know that we help light each other's fire when we're in the community, but it's still damn hard to be out there and be that light for everyone else. Now, that's mm-hmm. a huge statement for me because I still get scared as shit to even be here talking or Mm. putting my face out there. So even though we're safe in the community, if that makes sense, our sisterhood, we've got this connection, but really being out there, like I know I'm not there yet and I don't, and I know it's a constant push, but it's still very hard. And I think I just want to say that because just, and you say it all the time, well, remember we had this conversation, Erica, are you doing the work? What work are you doing? Are you doing it? And I'm like, I don't know, am I doing the work? Even though you're doing the work on your brain and your body, but being out there, it's freaking scary. And I, I like even today, I'm scared of what's coming for me yeah. from what this new change, because, you know, for life is really hard. Yeah. And, yeah, I just feel like it's not that easy is it it's this constant daily thing yeah it's true and it's not that you're like fearless because it's not true you know that's why it's you can't be fearless you just welcome you walk with the fear you don't let it take over Mm -hmm. but it's there it's a hi I see you fear and anxiety come on let's go you're you're not listening to it but you're allowing it to be there and we all here in the sisterhood love Eckhart Tolle puts us to sleep when we're driving um (laughs) um and I think also, it's beautiful. Yeah. So if I speak to that, it's yeah. what I've learned too. It's the fear is great. No, no lie. It, it just, it, it is big, but the cost of not doing it is what 
eventually gets to me and I'm like, now it's, it's enough, enough is enough. And that is where what keeps pushing me to keep going. And I actually get, I don't know if it's excited, but I get this crazy energy when I've had enough and I'm like, okay, now I've got to jump. And I know it's scary as, but it's just time to push through because living on that other side of the comfortable and the scared eventually just, I, I think if I stay there too long, I'm, I'm done, you know? So mm. that's the fear too. Like I can't live there too long either. So yeah. It's that. You're, you're living though. That's living. You're like, you, you know, I, I look at this and I'm like, it's horrible, this lockdown and, and all the things we can't do, but there's so much I can do. And there's so much freedom in my inner world. There's so much work and cleaning to do in my inner world that if I live there, I, I will keep myself busy. I have freedom. I can vision. I can, you know, like my inner world is so fucking fun and exciting. And it's how I get all my crazy energy. Everybody's like, what the hell? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fantastic. But it's like, I could only walk 5Ks from my house, but I'm fucking fantastic and free. And it's like, well, how do I have that freedom? It's like, I am in my inner world. And it is a great place. It's a pink world. It's fun. There's like some music playing. I have my girlfriends in there. I love them. Laws, what about for you? What has been something that in this time, especially has been a tool for you? Yeah. Um, besides the obvious of barring Katie and really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has changed my life as well as you, Erica. Yes, she has that. It, and having the app as well, the Byron Katie app, because I can sit up mm-hmm. and have a moment of cl- where I go, whoa, there's a lot going on in my head. Come, I, am I coming from a place of fear right now? Right. Let's just get my, with that, my phone and, and put it in there. And it's so easy to do. Um, and showing up in the sisterhood group for me is being, I've never felt like I um, feel seen sometimes, whether it's at work or at home or whatever it might be. But I, again, feel really seen and can really tell people within our, within our group, in our private group, how I'm feeling in that moment. And if I am living in fear and I can sit in the fear to really then be able to get to the other side and get to a place of love. So, um, yeah, so the BK um, podcasts and um, definitely the, the Facebook group as well. Yeah. Yeah, that group is incredible. And I, I hear all the time from, I've got a few friends who are therapists and they are so intrigued in this program that I have because they're like, this is, so, isn't this dangerous? Do you have trigger warnings everywhere? Like, what do you mean people talk about their deepest, darkest traumas in a room full of strangers or on a Zoom with 75 women from 20 countries? And I'm like, yeah. Like, and I actually don't know. And I think it's a beautiful mystery and I don't want to know. I'm really grateful to the mystery of life, God, universe, whoever is looking after this, because obviously it's not me. I'm a piece of this, like you are all of you, but I really feel like some other energy is looking after us because we have had women share the most intimate things. I mean, our first sisterhood day, I think Tanya and Nikki, you were there. Shout out to Kim, who also works on our team. Uh, And she, you know, really was my first ever hot seat live coaching. And I, till this day, go, how the fuck did I do that? I didn't do that. I was done. I was being done. I wasn't doing. I just, I felt like a fork, like a utensil, like, okay, do, 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 do. And then it got put down and Hamish looked at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, it was so crazy and incredible. And I've kept that mystery and that energy within the sisterhood of 
I don't know how it's safe. I don't know how it doesn't leak. I don't know how the women feel so amazing with a stranger on a Zoom from another country to get on and share their deepest and cry and listen and, and be with me. And then we move on to the next woman. I don't know how that works, but it, it, to me, it feels like when we try to put it in a box, we can't name it. And I don't know about you ladies, but I'd love to know. I feel it's very old ancestors. I feel like the women back in the tribal days always sat in circle, always found ways to communicate, right? Like even when they say women were um, taken away from each other and I'm like, we're magical. We will just close our eyes and touch our womb and be like, I'm sending love to Lily. (laughs) I'm talking to Tarsh over there. Like I'm holding space for you in my head. And I feel like we're just going back to what we used to do. And there is no language for that because our modern society thinks it's dangerous or we need trigger warnings or we couldn't possibly not fight and be catty and gossipy in a group of women. And I'm like, fuck you. We don't do that. Like the sisterhood is different. And so, yeah, I, I I really honor all of you for being a part of that. I just think sometimes um, when I, when we're in these spaces and we're doing the work and we've got sisters around us or a community, you know, it is, it is a community that we've created and we're all a part of this creation that I sometimes think and look outside to society and the the world and, you know, even family members. And I'm just like, how are you not doing that? Like, why are you still suffering in your victim land and your pain that you continually paint yourself with and enable yourself to move through that or like, free yourself you know like free your mind and free your body and your soul and the rest will follow what's the song yeah exactly (laughs) totally and it's like because I get so caught up in our world and our community that it's hey we do this we cry it's normal and um we we share and we share our deepest darkest secrets and you know, like you said, Erica, I've, I'm in those spaces too where I sometimes hold people in their shame and their privilege. And mm-hmm. as a, you know, First Nations woman of Australia, like I'm trying to break down these paradigms in today's society that it's just like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know the answers. I don't have the answers. It just It is how it is. And you've got to put yourself in the space to experience it and to just get the fuck out of your own way. And I feel like society, society hold up too many walls. You know, there's so many people, there's so many people that don't know this, you know, and that, that blows my mind. Mm. Tash, you're so right. Like, I feel we're so starved for that real, honest, genuine connection in our everyday lives that, that when we show up on that hot seat and there's 75 strangers, it's you create a space that's so safe and that you go there first. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can go there. And then we watch other women and we're like, that level of vulnerability just Lean, leans into your own and you you lean into that and you hold space for that and I feel we're all naturally geared for that but we just don't get that opportunity in the real world so we're starving mm. for that and then once we jump on and it's just everyone holding everyone it's 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 beautiful like it's it's beautiful and you're right it shouldn't work but it does so beautifully and it has the entire time we've never had any issues with it and it still works so it happens yeah. in sisterhood Vegas Save. stays in sisterhood Vegas oh, yeah <laughs> time it takes time to build that trust like honestly and I think one of you said it that or Erica you said that there is a pattern it takes a good three four months so you see people join 
you see their faces a bit and then all of a sudden they retract because they're like, hang on, I don't know these people. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you see them again and they're like, oh, I'm back, but they have (laughs) never left. And they're like, and, you know, and you get it because as humans we want to connect, we want our community, but then it's like I put my foot in there and then I'm like, yeah, hang on, do I know these people? Do I want to be part of this crazy mob? Um, And then all of a sudden we're there and we see it, but it's not, and I go back to what, just from my personal experience, I still find it very hard to share yeah. and I'm three years in and Nikki stopped laughing because. Um, I was going to say, you couldn't tell the way you're. Oh, I do. I Honestly, it. it's harsh. Like, I'm serious. I know this. Shut up, Erica. You too. Like, I talk a lot, but um to share what I, who yeah. I am, the depth. like, yeah. like who I am. And sometimes I don't even know who I am because I'm so much to so many people that feeling safe. And I can't recommend doing the retreats more than anything. Like for me, I'm probably more aligned at going to the retreats and having that fixed time with the guys and whoever's meant to be there is there for a reason because you learn off those people as well. And, man, the last retreat I was challenged to another level. We were all (laughs) challenged in different ways, you know, but that was a beauty of, you know, four or five days investing in myself away from everything Mm. I felt like a layer of lily came back but it's really hard I think to constantly be there doing the work and then presenting who you are and yeah I just the retreats are my thing I know that yeah and it's it's quite it's quite interesting too because every time we've done it I remember in Bali we did the retreat and there was a few people who weren't a part of the sisterhood and at the end obviously people go okay I'm coming because you do that hit of great work and it's immersive and you really do like six months of work in three or four days and when you finish who's holding you what's the container where are you like and I think that's the beauty of it and many times in the sisterhood we say like hey you need a therapist you are on medication keep taking that like this is not the one size fits all for everyone this is the additional this is the 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 holding this is the net that catches you when life throws you around and and you have nowhere to go this is that place to be but beautiful that you go to a retreat and you change and then you, like you said, stuff happens, you fall back down and you're like, shit, I'm not held right now. And the accountability, I think that this group creates because you have a, a home to come back to, whether you go ghost on month three after learning about your thoughts are all lies and you're like, what? I'm out. And then coming back, some people a year, they don't show up. And then the second year, their guns blazing. And that woman needed to have a year you know, it's not a waste because that that's what she needed. And other people are like guns blazing the whole time. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And, and I want to say thank you to those of you that are beyond year one, year two big sisters, because, you know, the sisterhood is about like, I will go one day and I'm hoping that we can create this little living ecosystem that has elders and women and, and newbies and LDs and everybody helping each other and supporting each other. And hopefully the little sisters group, you know, that we want to launch for the young women in the community that are the daughters of the legends, these amazing women who are working on themselves. So um, last thing, we're going to wrap it up. I love you guys so much. We could talk for 17 more hours, as you can tell. Um, your old self. I want you to just, if you want to close your eyes or just envision 
pre-sisterhood, pre-work Lily, pre-work Nikki, pre-work Tash, pre-work Tanya, pre-work Lauren, Lozzie, okay, before you did any of this work, imagine you, who you were, where you were. What is one sentence, we're going to keep it to one sentence, that you would say to her with what you know now? What would you say to your old self? One sentence. You ready, Lil? You can go. I would definitely say um, my exact thoughts were, oh, my God, you are more than enough. Wow. Yes, Nikki. Thank you for making that change. Nice. Nice. Step into your power, girl. Yes. Love it. Tanya. You're safe. You are safe. Beautiful. Tarsh. I'm so sorry. You're powerful beyond measure. Mm. Oh, I love you. Beautiful, beautiful women. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being in my world. Thank you for teaching me so much about myself. Thank you for allowing me into your life. And thank you for doing this incredible podcast. I love you all so much. I'm going to put um, all the info in the show notes. If you want to connect with these beautiful women, um, they're incredible. They are the women I look up to. This is my tribe. You are my home, the place where I like to come, where I feel safe, seen and heard and, and you hold me. So thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. Erica. Thank you so much. We love you. Love you. Love you, girls. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening. I love you. High five. You're the best. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm coming to you at the end of the podcast because I get, I don't know how many messages from y'all about joining the sisterhood, about working with me. How do I work with Erica? What do I do? How can I do this? I'm ready to action all this shit that she talks about in the podcast. If that is you, I want you to head to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash sisterhood. Sister is S-I-S-T-A hood and check out the sisterhood. It is my year long coaching program for women who want to change their lives. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how good, how incredible and how amazing that tribe of women is. It will change your damn life. If you do the work, if you love this and you love my style, then please come on board. Cause I would love to coach you. I would love to welcome you into the sisterhood. I love you, girl. If you have questions, hit me up in the DMs. Hit me up, support at thequeenofconfidence.com. I got you. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you in the system.